Welcome to Unleash the Potential, where I'm focusing on bringing thought leaders, founders, and entrepreneurs' stories and projects and challenges to the forefront. Listen in to this podcast on YouTube and Spotify and Apple. This week, I'm happy to bring an interesting topic that should be all top of mind, and it's all about using music to transform the way we treat mental health. So please listen in and thank you for being an audience for my podcast. Our next guest is Terry Stewart, who is going to talk to us today about this amazing charity that he has founded uh, called The Awesome Music Project. He's also got a book that's been out for a year now, um, and I just ordered two today. Uh, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, music and how it uh, can be used as a tool to, um, you know, lessen some of the effects of uh, mental health. And, you know, it's a timely conversation. It was timely before COVID. Now it's even um, more more relevant uh, as we go on. Um, you know, even myself um, talking to up to to others, it does feel like there's uh, some um, you know relief that's required. So, Terry, I wanted to introduce you. So, if you want to just tell the tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how did you become aware of music as a tool for mental health? Sure, uh, farm boy from Simcoe, Ontario. Did some school overseas last couple of years of high school at the United World College, the Atlantic uh, University of Waterloo. So lots of great uh, Canadian background in my in my story. Um, the last several years, I've been Chief Innovation Officer at Deloitte uh, Canada. I've just taken on a new role to be Chief Digital Officer for the federal government for Canada within Deloitte. Um, but my passion is really around music and mental health. and um, I've, I've been into music a long time, played piano and clarinet as a kid, um, was in choir, you know, was a DJ when I was overseas in Wales, uh, just love music and it's kind of in my soul. And in the last few years, I've seen, uh, on the mental health side, I've seen several um, incidents, I guess we could call them, that really brought mental health to the forefront for me. So friends of mine had, a son who died of suicide in first year university. And they ended up creating the wonderful Jack project or jack.org, which helps, um, which helps students, university and high school students become mental health advocates. I went through my own anxiety and depression, including being prescribed antidepressants, even though I've got a great job, great family, really no excuses, if you will. But but went through that suffering. And then I had a very close family member that got all the way to writing a suicide note. And so I started to question, why is it that our system really focuses primarily on just pharmacological treatment or therapeutic treatment, but not some of the other natural cases? You'll notice that I'm huffing and puffing a little bit. I'm out on my daily, my daily walk in nature. And so nature's part of what heals us music's part of what heals us, art's part of what heals us. Why aren't we using those uh, therapeutics or different modalities to help 
with our mental health in a more systemic way, a way that's funded by the government and the, uh, you know, and the insurance company. So we started the Awesome Music Project, Rob Carley and I, to really address that issue. And the first and foremost, all the proceeds from the book that we created go toward research at CAMH to prove the healing impact of music on mental health in a clinical, in a clinical type way. So I was looking at that. Uh, you have a great website with all all of the you know research uh, that you're funding and and also some of the other pro projects you have. Um, it's kind of interesting to me. So what they're doing, I guess, uh, from what I saw, is they're doing research on uh, like uh, from an MRI or something like that to actually find out um, how deep music actually affects. Um, you know, your, your brainwaves? Sort of. It's actually CAMH, if you allow me to geek out yeah. for a moment here. Um, CAMH actually has 50%, 50% of the patents in the world on neurotracers. So neurotracers are radioactive substances that you can ingest and they can go in and attach to different proteins in your brain and then they could be researched. So in essence, lighting them up. And so they have a particular neurotracer that attaches to MAO-B, monoamine oxidase B, which has been seen through autopsies and other vehicles to actually have a much higher predisposition in people with depression. And so what they do is they take, our research is gonna take a cohort of people with depression, clinically proven to have depression diagnosed, and then take in the neurotracer attached to their brain and then put them into a PET imaging machine. So it's slightly different than MRI, but a PET imaging machine, and it'll basically light up your brain and say, okay, how much MAO-B do you have? And that'll be the baseline. And then, and then they can go out and um, have one month or two months or three months of clinical based music therapy with no other additions so they're not on any, any antidepressants or other drugs or adjustments and then we can and then we can rebaseline and say okay so you were 5.9 let's say i'll make up the numbers you came through it and are you now 3.0 okay that's great we reduced the mau b or are you still 5.9 or 6.0 or did you in fact go up so this is true scientific research we have hypotheses of what's going to happen but uh, because all the qualitative research strongly suggests that music and music therapy positively impact mental health and anxiety and depression, but we haven't seen the quantitative clinical trials on it. So that's kind of that particular piece of research that uh, we're doing. So this is, I guess today people do uh, get music therapy for depression, right? They do and CAMH has, has programs and a lot of other uh, organizations have programs to use. A lot of the hospitals like Baycrest and others uh, use music therapy uh, directly in their programs because they understand the healing, the healing power. Individuals can use music therapy and it applies whether it's anxiety, depression, PTSD, autism, all kinds of different mental health challenges. Music and music therapy can, uh, can be beneficial for. It's interesting, a lot of people don't know that music therapy is actually a profession. So this is, you can go and get a degree in music therapy at Wilfrid Laurier or Concordia or a number of other universities, <coughs> excuse me. And the, and the reason that it's so important to understand this is because music therapists are half psychologists 
and half musicians. So they're super good at music, but they also learn to recognize the signs of agitation or complacency or whatever it may be. And so that psychology aspect is super important. So that's, that's where we go. And we deal with two ends of the continuum. We deal with the music therapy side and we also deal with therapeutic music. So you or I just saying, hey, I'm kind of down or bummed out today. What kind of songs do I listen to? And you, everybody's got their go-to playlist. But we're starting to see much more science around the therapeutic music side. Like, how do I curate a playlist for me today when I might not have gotten enough sleep last night? I might be agitated or I'm super chill, but I want to focus today. Like, we're starting to get the science of how to adjust and adapt for the right kind of music for the right kind of moment and the right kind of objective. Wow. So uh, before the call, we, we were talking about um, some of the music therapists today have been significantly impacted by COVID. How, how is the charity helping them? Well, what we saw, and this is, uh, I think one of the things that this pandemic has forced everybody to do is to look at their situation, look at their business model, see how they deliver, and make sure that where where appropriate, we're pivoting and and adjusting and adapting. And so in April, we got a call uh, from some wonderful folks in um, sorry did that yeah some wonderful folks in uh, Bob Cajun, and they wanted to help people at the Pinecrest Long Term Care Center, which had had 50 percent five zero percent of their inhabitants, their residents had passed away due to COVID. And so we got a call from them. And away we went. They they had started a charity to raise money for PPE equipment because the the long-term care homes desperately needed PPE equipment. And so that was that was great. And they raised a couple million dollars, but they wanted to do a concert for the folks at Pinecrest and they wondered if we'd collaborate. And we said hap happily, uh, we'll bring some of the artists that we've got in the book. And in our book, we've got like Sarah McLaughlin, Michael Buble and Alan Doyle and you know, lots of wonderful people, but we, so we could leverage our, our ecosystem. But the real question was that I had for them was how do we bring lasting impact to the people? Cause we could do a nice concert and lots of people are seeing nice zoom concerts. We could do one in person, but then when we leave, they'll still be there without music because the problem that the music therapists have right now is with all of the homes being locked down, hospitals being locked down, schools being locked down, unless you're on the staff of the organization, they can't come in. So most music therapists today deliver their services in analog format. <laughs> so they're wonderful musicians, guitar players, singers, percussionists. They come in and they play in the home, in the school, etc. But they can't do that today. So they're out of work, right? right? So what we said, well, let's go fix that and get the music back alive. So what we're doing is taking certified music therapists and we're certifying them at another level with digital capability. So teaching them how to use iPads, many of them already do. Teaching them how to do a Zoom call or to log into Spotify or to dial up a YouTube video. So the tools that they can then use to deliver music therapy digitally. So we're trying to disrupt and enhance the music therapy world. Simultaneously, we're having to do the same in the long-term care world where they need some enhanced technology, whether it's better laptops, better Wi-Fi connections, et cetera. So 
so that's kind of, we, we launched something called AMP for Life. AMP, the number four, yep. life. And if you look up ampforlife.ca, you'll get some of the materials. But basically, it's combination of digital music therapy for an entire year, plus a book club. It turns out our little book with 111 stories in it is perfect for a book club for a long-term care home because it, um, it has 111 one- or two-page stories. A lot of people in the homes, et cetera, are cognitively challenged, Alzheimer's, dementia, eyesight, et cetera. Uh, but our little book, they can listen to Chris Hadfield tell his story. They can either read it, they can have the rec director read it to them, or they can watch Chris on the screen talk about his story about a John Denver song, and then they can actually hear him performing it. So um, we're, we're super excited. We've got pilots going on as we speak in two uh, long-term care homes. We've got uh, a hospital that's just gotten funded to do a pilot there, and we've got a school in Toronto that's also gonna do it. So we wanna be able to do bringing the healing power of music to the entire continuum of people from uh, high school students all the way through the elderly um, and kind of everybody in between. Wow, so you really are unleashing the potential of the power of, mu uh, of music and it's individuals like you that are making real change happen to make the world a better place. And so how do, um, you know, we're gonna share this um, content and the story and how do people, you know, get involved? Like, do they go to the website or, or, or do you have things that the Facebook page? Yeah, all of the above. The best bet is to go to the website, but um, we've got a Facebook page and we're working on LinkedIn and, so, and Instagram and some other vehicles. But if you go to theawesomemusicproject.com, you can see all our, our capabilities and there's a chance to join, to donate, uh, etc. And so if people have a story they want to tell us, connect with us and tell us a story. We're going to do more books, more online work. So that would be great. We need money to fund these programs. So I won't be shy, but like every program at a school or a long-term care costs us about $20,000 to give, uh, you know, a day a week of music therapy, plus the digital book club, plus the technology. So, so we need money to support that. And we're looking for both individual sponsors. Uh, our hospital initiative in Kitchener-Waterloo was sponsored by two wonderful philanthropists that the two of them said, hey, I'm in. Um, but we were also looking for corporate sponsors to go across the country so that they could say, hey, if for every, for every long-term care home you go, we just got uh, charitable foundation status so we can issue tax receipts for all the work that we do. And uh, charities like ours run on volunteers. So if there are people that want to, they have particular skills that they want to donate uh, and, and work with us, we would very much welcome that. Okay, well, this has been great, Terry. Like, I'm really excited to um, be involved. I'm involved now because I bought two books. A lot of people can relate. Most of us are impacted by mental health, either directly or indirectly somehow. And I think this is a very important uh, message that you're, you're putting out there. And we're really excited that you had to be able to spend the time with me today and the beautiful fall day. I can see the nice leaves in the background and that's really, I call it the forest bathing. And so thank yeah. you very much, Terry. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Rob. Thanks for exposing your audience to the Awesome Music Project. Much appreciated.
There you have it, another inspiring founder that is unleashing the potential as he's disrupting the music therapy world, bringing the healing power of music to all. So please hit subscribe on YouTube or listen to me and follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned for next week's inspiring talk. And if you have any ideas or people I should be talking to, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or my email at robbarlow at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good week.